Bumping Gums with T and Kim. I BT. I'm Kim. So boring. Thank you. The sensible one. Welcome. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Everybody, help me. Help me help you. Help me help you help me oh. with this woman over here. Oh, suck it up, Buttercup. Welcome to another episode, guys, <laughs> gals, and everything in between. Mm-mm-mm-mm. This week episode, we are going to be talking about asking for help. Why is it so hard for black women it's... or minority parents? <laughs> is that what we're doing? Yeah, you. that's what you wrote down. Oh, yeah. Why is it so hard for women, minority, you put in parentheses, <laughs> to ask for help? It's a great question. Is it? It is a great question. Mm. We don't ask for help. Okay. Lorraine? Yes. I don't know who that is, but Kim's here. Lorraine, the woman with the two names. Oh, tragic. Mm. Why is it so hard for women to ask for help? Well, T. Mm. I be T. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it can be. A variety of reasons, right? So a couple of things I jotted down and read about, um, and I could go over them and then we could chit-chat about them. Yeah, right. Well, you go over it and we'll chit-chat afterwards. Oh, good. Mm. So some of the things were don't want to be considered weak, um, have no one to rely on, no idea how to ask for help, don't want to be disappointed. No one can do it as great or good as me. What's the point? I don't need help. Mm-hmm. I can handle this all by myself. Mm-hmm. It's easier just to do it instead of waiting on someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's kind of the list I put down for now. All righty then. You say put down for now, like, well, you're going to go back and visit this? Huh? Maybe, I don't know. Okay. Well, let's chit chat about it, everybody. All right, let's do it. What do we chit chat about? <laughs> oh my god! I'm just kidding. I'm what just a kidding. troublemaker I'm today. Just, I'm just kidding. All right. So, the start with the first one. You don't want to be considered weak. Weak. I can get behind that one. Oh, I know. Oh my God, here we go. This is not about me. Oh. Thanks. All right. But I can get behind that. I don't want to be looking or considered to be weak. And why is that? Well, I mean, because, you know, when you do go to ask for, I, I okay, my my situation behind that or, or my belief behind that is if I come to you, and I ask you for help, right? If I actually s- drum up the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Courage. If I drum up the courage <laughs> <laughs> to come and ask for help. And I've always appeared to be that person that has it all together. Ooh, she got it all together. She's so strong. She don't need nobody. She got this. And then I come to you because I really am struggling with something and I need the help. The first thing that you're going to think of, look at that weak bitch. 
that bitch is weak. Told you she wasn't all that. You know, that whole stereotype of, yeah, she looked like she can. But the reality of it is that bitch is weak. That's deep. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's deep. That's But that's how people put you in a category. Right. To To appear to be that way. So, and it may or may not be true, guys. I don't know. But somehow in our mindset, that's what we think is that we we just see that if we ask for help, it's just a sign of weakness. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I totally understand like where you're coming from, especially from the minority women situation. Um, You can be perceived as, you know, being weaker than already as a woman you're already looked at as being weaker than anyway precisely so and then you're like oh go ahead and i need help in any form whether if it's work-wise personal-wise and that's kind of why you don't ask for that additional help Mm -hmm. because you're already being seen as already the weak sex as they call it Mm -hmm. so you're like i'm not trying to be looked at as any weaker i'll just you know Right. to myself exactly and you know and particularly in the uh in the aspects or the job aspects and what we we do in our daily lives you know it even other women have a tendency to look at you like oh you can't seem to have it all together you know i go to work i come home i take care of my family i take care of my kids i take care of my husband I take care of the dogs i take care of my neighbors i take care of my parents i do this i do that you know what i'm saying they got all of this stuff that's going on but the minute that you say, oh, my God, this is too much. I need some help. Oh, right. You can't handle that. Right. You can't get that together. <laughs> What's up with you? What's up with you? You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, I can get I, I can understand that one. OK. Um, You know, the 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 uh, the looking like you're like you just don't have it together. And then it also plays tricks on your mind to think that, Jesus Christ, I, I really can't do this. I must be so weak because yeah. I watch so many other women just, you know, have it together. And have it, it together, you know, doing all this juggling, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And they're they're doing it like really well. Mm-hmm. You know, why? What's, can, wrong? what's, what's wrong, wrong with me? me? Yeah. Right. What's wrong with me? Why can't I? Mm. Yeah. So it's good. It's good, you know, that that we can we can talk about that and we understand that and and that we get it and that we you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just want I think for me, it's just like. I feel like wanting that whole word of weak to try to work its way out of. You know, just out of our minds, because asking for help doesn't make you weak it to me it's actually the opposite Mm -hmm. asking for help takes like a lot of strength to say you know what i can't do this particular thing or i can't i just can't see my way Mm -hmm. what do i need and oh what i need is help right but then when it 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 leads into the other where it says where you are asking for help, right? Then when you do reach out, 
and the person that you're asking for the help, you, you know, that makes you have to rely on them. And then all of a sudden, they ain't got time or they let you down or, you know, it's not done the proper way that you need it for it to be done or, you know, whatever other excuses that are out there that people just tend to drop the ball. Right. And have no one to rely on is another thing and another reason I think why people are like, never mind, I'm not going to do it. Because if you look around you and you're thinking, oh, I don't really have anyone that I can rely on to help me. Again, I'm not trying to be disappointed in people. Let me just once again push through Mm -hmm. and, you know, do it. Um, for ourselves, um, I can speak about like work wise. I have one coworker that she just does so much and doesn't know how to say no, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, and there's nothing wrong with doing your job and going above and beyond, mm-hmm. but as sometimes you be like, you can feel it that it takes the toll on her. Um, and sometimes I'm just like, just say no, bro. Like, just say no or ask somebody else to do it, like whatever. Sometimes we're all caught up in the job too, and then we totally forget to maybe do one particular thing. It doesn't mean you have to do it. It just means remind us as a team to, mm-hmm. hey, somebody pick this up because I'm doing so much and I'm also running around taking care of like another team or like a whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like she doesn't want to be considered weak um, or she might not think that the team that she has or the team that she's on, she can rely on us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, to me, I feel like it's further from the truth. Sometimes we're honestly because they have us working so much and stretching so thin that we might forget to do one other thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you can't rely on us. It's just like we legitimately forgot. I get that. I And I think that, you know, um, it's definitely something that, you know, we as uh, minority women tend to like if we if if we don't do it all or, right. or if we, you know, you came to me about this. And then so now they're relying on me to make sure that this gets done. But then, like you say, you stretch so thin that you know so shit shit happens you know things fall through the crack um you can't you just can't remember it all i can't remember like i know for myself i can't remember it all like i write you know i have notes i have like you know all these things and then all of a sudden you know with the department like we're in it's just like I have my list of things that I need to do that day. And then here comes things on left and right field. Mm -hmm. And that list still sits there for like two Mm -hmm. days, Mm -hmm. especially if it's nothing like super urgent. Like, you know, it's been two weeks. I told a lady that I was going to like readjust her 28 claims. Like I just finally got to finish it today, you know, and things like that. And then maybe other things got, you know, slipped through the cracks. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not like, hey, we're not here to have your back. Right. Right. But at the same time, back on the personal perspective, you and I are coming from an area where we didn't have anyone to rely on personal wise, Mm -hmm. family wise, that kind of situation. So we had no one to rely on. So it's always just easy to be like, I got it. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, (laughs) you, you do, you, if, if, 
like in a situation you, you depend on your family to do something for you or do, you know rely on a friend to have done something for you and they said that they were going to do it and then all of a sudden you know when the time rolls around or you know when it's when it's present in your face and you're looking and it's like it's not done so it's like what the hell you asked me for help i told you what i needed and then i you know kind of relied on you to to make sure that that happened and it didn't happen so then you learn to like you know you're like fuck it i'm gonna just I'm just going to do this myself. Like, why am I going to ask you if you're not going to do it? You're not going to follow through with it. Correct. And in the perspective of like my family, I was the youngest one in the family. um, And they were more like my mom's. I have my mom, but they were more like my mom and my brother, you know, my mom and my father than like brothers and sisters. So Mm -hmm. they would look at me as in you're the youngest. What do you even need help for? You don't need anything. Right. So yeah. why do yeah. we need to help you with anything? We don't need to help you with anything because you don't need anything. Right. You know, even yeah. as I start to become older, they're like, you don't need anything. So right. what are we, what are we asking, reaching out to you for? You're young. Right. You don't need help for anything. Right. You know, and, and I'm the opposite spectrum. You know, I'm the oldest mm-hmm. and everything, it just, it just, it fell on me to do. Everything fell on for me to do. Uh, mom got sick. Mom got hurt. Hey, you you need to do this and you need to do that. And and you're like, I, I you know, I'm trying to have a life too. You know, <laughs> I want to have <laughs> no a life, life too. for you. Yeah, yeah, no life for you because you know you, you it to me I feel like it just it, in a minority family. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but there isn't there is a a a a network a system how this works that when you are the oldest you are like the parent to right. the siblings right. you know what i mean right and you are the extension of the parents yeah so like um the the mother comes to you and he's like you are the oldest so you need to make sure that this is done and 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 have dinner done and have the house clean and Make sure you take care of your siblings and do, you know, do what you need to do for them, cook for them, clean for them, wash for them and all this stuff. And you're like, what the hell? Who do I get to rely on? Who do I get to ask for help? Because then you have to take care of the parents, you know, then when the parents get old and, you know, it's all that's your responsibility. Right. And so now you have this whole community, this this whole uh, setup where you are not only taking care of your family if you happen to have one, but you're taking care of the parents. You're taking care of your family. You're taking care of your siblings. And then there's the job. And then there's the friends. And then the friends don't understand because the friends, well, you're the responsible one. You're the mature (laughs) one. And you're like, God damn it, I need help. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. And you taught me that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never understood when my sister acted like she was the matriarch of the family and my mom was alive and I was just you know when I was growing up and I was just like you know I would used to yell at her like you're not the mom bro we have a mom but as I've gotten older and as you know you and I we would talk about it and you would be like let me show you from the perspective as the older child the responsibilities that I have especially you know and you know my 
family perspective, my mom had my brothers and sisters at a very young age. She was still a teenager. Um, so she was a teen raising mm-hmm. a kid. A kid raising a kid. A kid raising a kid. Mm-hmm. So my sister had to be, she's the first one, and she literally had to be the adult in the family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and you taught me to look at it from that perspective and not just from, you know, the crybaby last one in the family situation. Yeah, you know, it's like, trust me, there's, if there is a moment that we actually absolutely could ask for help, I think we, we would, we could, but I mean, there is no one that really that you can turn to and there is no one for you to rely on except for you just got to, you know, pull up those sleeves and, and get her done. Right. So I guess it kind of, that too, falls into the next one of no idea how to even ask for help. Yeah. Because if you are the one that they put everything on your shoulders on, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, and I was not taught to, you were not taught to ask for help. Mm-hmm. That is another barrier of why, you know, women, minority women in particular, don't know how to ask for help because you're like, well, I wasn't taught that right. to do that because what exactly do I say again? Do I, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Do I you say, practice, like I said, practicing right. and, and drumming up the courage yeah. to actually go and ask for help. That's, that's to me, that's all has to do with how the hell do you ask for help? You know, without sounding like you're weak, without sounding like you, like you don't have it all together without something, you know, without being a disappointment to others or, or whatever, it all goes back to that whole ball of you know that ferris wheel i talk about all the time yeah you your know favorite I mean? thing when you're gonna get off the ferris wheel get off the goddamn ferris wheel they, yeah you, forest you've been saying that for like 14 years <laughs> like when are you gonna get off the the ferris wheel um so that's the other drama of like if you're never taught or don't see around you on how to ask for help that is definitely another barrier yeah um and then one of the things that you said earlier is you don't want to be disappointed yeah right yeah because someone say i'm going to help you yes and you're like and you finally maybe start peeling your layers down and be like okay yes all right let me this person said i'm definitely gonna help you know i'm gonna help you yes so you reach out to that person and what happened to you 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 hurt by it you hurt by their (laughs) actions you know what i'm saying because Because again, you know, and, 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 and we're all just sitting back and we're guessing and, and we're trying to write the narrative of the situation without even knowing the situation. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it could be like, they could have legitimately had something going on. I had something wrong, but we just automatically, you know, write the narrative of, um, I, 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 I don't know why they didn't do what they said they was going to do. Oh, that bitch was going to do it. She just didn't want to do it in the first, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, just like how you mom will write the narrative of a situation like, yeah. And I'm looking at you like, how do you know that? <laughs> oh, we don't know. We just made that story up. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay. <laughs> just writing a narrative, you know, but, but. In the moment, in the moment, you know, you are disappointed. You were hurt by if someone say that they were going to do something for you and they didn't do it. It's it's a big letdown. It's a big disappointment, especially if you, you know, relied on them to do something or you drum 
drummed up the courage to even ask in the first place. And then the it's just a big letdown. It, it, it I know it hurts my feelings. Definitely. And I feel like even if they, if it happens, but they don't explain to you like why they, it couldn't be done or, it, mm-hmm. you know, it could be like, well, I just can't do it. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's just, to me, it was, is just, I totally understand the whole thing of like, being you know disappointed without like an explanation or without you still being strong enough to ask them like what happened right what happened well how come you can do this or you know like whatever or sometimes when you say to a person at the time you know i'm here for you you need anything and they're like no i'm good and then maybe months later years later they come and ask for help and it might be the wrong time right you as a person who offered your help sometimes feel bad to say, you know what, this is not the right time. Right. Because then you remember, you know, the first thing they said, remember a couple of years ago when you said that? I could have, <laughs> yeah, like a couple of years ago, bitch. I can't remember last week. But if I said so, I guess. Yeah. You, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, like, if I said so, okay. Yeah. Um, But then sometimes we were not even honest enough to be like, now is not the good time. A few years right. ago, a few months ago, shit, a few weeks ago, I was in a different space. Right. You know what I'm saying? But now I, I'm not in that space. So do you feel that if someone comes in and asks you for help, do you feel obligated to have to do it? Sometimes. Why? Because I like, especially if it's, I know it's a person that doesn't ask for help mm-hmm. on a regular basis. You mm-hmm. know, you got them, those ones, them flight is it's in Jamaica, flighty, flighty. Um, they oh them fight it, you know. I mean, every week, every week they got something going on, like you know, and every week they got they need help for something, you know, like or whatever. Those fools, you just know how to ignore. Right. But when that genuine person has never asked you for help or really just asked you for help, you do feel obligated sometimes if you're not in the right frame of mind, and mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to like, let me try to get in the frame of mind to help this person because if this person is asking me for help, right, it's serious. Right. Then you know. Them other fools, you could always be like, nah, man, I can't. Right. <laughs> I don't feel obligated. But it, to me, it just depends on who the person is. Um, In a relationship, right? Right. Whether, you know, whatever that, well, however you define relationships out there. Do you feel that if your partner comes to you and asks you for help, do you feel obligated to do that? I don't think that's an obligation. I think that's the that's something you do as a partner. I didn't want to record tonight. <laughs> right? I didn't want to record tonight. I sat down. You you um I know you did it I know you did it for me. You know what I'm saying? Let me watch like a silly rom-com. I think it was your way of trying to soothe me in. I'm thinking about it now. You think you're slick. She was like, oh, there's a rom-com. This stupid bitch loves rom-com. Even if it's not in English, she's sitting there watching a rom-com. So I sat down. We ate. You know, I cooked dinner. We ate. I got comfortable. And I was like, oh, sweet. I'm about to make you some brownies and wrap it up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, you you screwed yourself now, buddy. I didn't know brownies was on the table. And next thing, you you went to the room and you come back and you're like, oh, yeah, let's get to recording. And my mind is like, fuck no. Hmm. But I don't feel obligated to do it. You're my partner. You're my wife. Mm-hmm. You understand this is not an obligation. We're a team. Right. 
So at the moment, you'd be, I'd be like, I don't want to do it. But for me, it's just like, it's no big deal. Like, I got to shake it off. Whatever internal feelings I was feeling at the time, mm-hmm. I had to quickly process that mm-hmm. and be like, it's not an obligation. It's something that we're doing as a team and we have to go and we have to re- and we have to record. That's the commitment we made. And that's what you said. You're like, you said we we're going to record Friday, Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. because on Sunday when football's on, you're making that sacrifice to record mm-hmm. when you could be watching your game. Right, right. So I, in, not just, you know, that's just my current example. Right. But in general, I never, ever feel obligated in a relationship mm-hmm. to, to do something. Right. I, and I guess the reason why I asked that is because, you know, I was uh, kind of privy to an inside, uh, a sneak peek inside of a relationship. Don't uh, ask my exes shit. They bitches be lying. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant someone else's relationship. Oh my bad. I hate you. Oh my, oh bad. my god. I thought you meant somebody heard, you heard from something else I or some story I told I, you on a very I sleepy stand you. On I, a sleepy night when I'm like, oh Teresa, let me tell you about that time. Oh my god. Forgetting that you're my wife, not just my best friend. Okay. No. Oh, my bad. And now you go have them all come back into the picture oh that bitch was talking about me oh that bitch was talking about me again i told you she's still i told you she still wants me yeah it's been 14 years so y'all sit down some damn where okay <laughs> that's, that's what y'all do sit down somewhere that was fantastic <laughs> yeah she's still want me i know she's still more oh shit so anyway oh you God. were privy into someone else's relationship was... thank you lord <laughs> I was privy to another inside peek of someone else's relationship. Thank you, Kim. No, I'm here for you. <laughs> and it, 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 uh, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of looked at their relationship. I was just listening. Right. And I thought to myself, I'm like, wow. You know, I know we don't have like, uh, we, we have, uh, we, I, I would like to think that we have a pretty great relationship, you know, like there are, there is that give and take and we have no problem with speaking up for ourselves with each <laughs> You're other. You're mostly the giver though. I just take. <laughs> God bless you. 14 years. I, tell, I, listen, I said it. I said I'm it. I'm sorry. Finish your story. Years. But I'm telling you anytime the, when the first thing someone says, how was Teresa? And I said, God bless her. <laughs> or I said, pray for her because she's with me. And uh-huh. yeah, I see my exes now. Yeah, she ain't shit. <laughs> anyway, continue your story. <laughs> oh, hey, trust me, some of y'all exes, I was going to call y'all up and tell her, come get her. I come, know. Come get her. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> but no, I, I like to think that we have a great relationship <laughs> that, you know, we, we, we give and take. It's a, it, we really do treat this as a partnership of 50 50 because you have this ability to come to me and say, you need help. I'm not asking you if you need help. I know you need help. Yeah. (laughs) And you just jump in there and you just do it. Yeah. And so this other relationship that I was looking into, it was the person needed their partner's help. And the partner knew that they needed help. 
But the partner was like, well, you know, you fit, you go figure that out. All righty then. I feel the form and fuzzy inside. I like that. That's romance. <laughs> you know, you, you go figure it out. Like when I asked you to do this, this, and this, you, you didn't want to do it. So sorry. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, do we keep, do we keep like a, a running tab right. of what we do? for each other in relationships you know some as, people do yeah as far as like asking for help uh i not to call any names but i go back to one of your co-workers <laughs> and you, and you're like what happened here that's <laughs> like if i was him i'd leave your ass <laughs> yeah i'd have left you the long i'd have left you a long time ago yeah because just the audacity of some of the things that you say right. and the, 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 I, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know. I just don't, I just, all I know is I'd have left that a long time ago. And that could be a whole nother subject. Right now we're talking about, let's ask for some help. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, <laughs> that, uh, the they help, do need help. The help that they're asking for is like, that's not something you, you don't ask your husband for help for that. Yeah. I, I don't think so. Like certain things that it's just, I just feel like one, you're right. There are some people who have a running tab. I do this for you, you know, and as we're talking about relationships, I do this for you and friendships you should do that for me. I do this for you. You should do that for me. Right. And I was like, you will have such a long tab, you know, running tab. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The reason why I come to you when I see things is because I know the type of person you are. You are not going to ask for help. Mm -hmm. You just won't ask. You just won't ask for help. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know I have to come and be like, ah, Teresa, I see you. I see what you need. I'm going to do it for you. Mm -hmm. And that, and that's why I do because coming from the perspective of once again, being disappointed, not having anyone to be there to help you and being the oldest of the family doing so much, you know, like whatever. Then at one point being a single mom of, you know, a two and a grandma, you know, and still working like obscene amount of hours a week. And then you look around and you're like, I really don't, you know, you had a couple of friends, but at the same time, they were going through their own stuff too. Yeah, right. So you look around and you're just like, wow, it's still, it's still just me. Right. So it's still embedded in you to don't even ask for it for help. Right. Even though it's needed. Right. But I know for us, we don't do running tabs. To no. me, it's so sad. I, I think that's, I, I, I don't, I, I mean, if that's what works in in their relationship if that's what it is then that's what it is but i just i i i that just never dawned on me to even be like that to even like if i do tit for tat you know if i do tit you better do tat right and if i do tat you better do tit that's so crazy right you understand what i'm yeah. saying that is just so crazy right and then you wonder why is it so hard for the minority women in in these relationships to ask for that help because i don't want to feel it goes back again to that 
um, that obligation to rely on you to do something for me. And I don't want to have to rely on you to do anything for me. I don't want you. I don't need you to do anything for me, but I would like for you to help me. I would like for you to assist me. I would like for you to help me get from this point, this low point maybe in my life or something that I truly need help with. God forbid if you have like a bunch of kids and stuff like that. Right. And you need help with your kids. You don't well, I shouldn't say a bunch of kids, but just kids in general, because children are a lot. Right. And that's why I chose not to have any, <laughs> but, um, love them. Um, but yeah, you could have one child and still be over yeah, and be overwhelmed. overwhelmed. And so to ask your partner for that help, it's, it's, uh, you should want to, but to keep that tab on, you know, well, if I do this, then you're going to have to do that. So then it goes back down to on your on your list again. What's the point? Right. <laughs> what's the point? Right. And we always have so many little stories and we always have so many stuff. Like I told you yesterday when we was waiting for Mike to come out of work and that lady came to Walmart to, um, I guess, go into grocery shopping. She looked like she had a real bad back problem or Mm -hmm. you know at the time i noticed that she has an infant child and she went and got the car she come out the car and that lady was like "Eh, i'm hunched over you can see she's in pain she had to go get the cart by herself and then i see her like you know not snap she wasn't trying to be rude but she did some like thing with her finger and this big ass dude First of all, I didn't even notice that she came out the passenger side because, you know, I wasn't really paying attention. But this big ass dude, easily six feet tall, you know, 200 and something pounds, was just sitting in the car watching her get the cart. Then he didn't even want to bring the baby out, you know, and, and to put it in the cart so she can go. And here she is going in Walmart by herself with an infant and looks like she has a Jack the back looks like she just gave birth and then here she is and he's just sitting in the car waiting for her to come back mm. and then like you said what's the what's the point yeah. what's another the- thing on the list was right mm-hmm. he could have said well she's one of those women that says no one can do it as great or good as me yeah I mean, so i don't need you in there with me yeah but then what's the point of you coming right what's the point of you being there it was the point of you coming out of the car if I gotta tell you what to do and then you know that I'm hurting and you don't even volunteer to come and help me you don't come you don't come to assist me and you know whatever it is that that lady might have been going through you knew she wasn't a hundred percent right so what's the point what's the point of, of of you being around what's the point of you being there what's the point of me asking you for help if I gotta still continue to ask you to can you get the baby out the car? Right. Can you put the baby in the in the in the in the, in the <laughs> cart? Sorry. Can you act? Can you keep the baby? Matter of fact, can you just keep the baby? Keep the baby while, while I, I go inside you. and and get whatever it is that I come to the store to get. Can you? Can you? Can you? Can what's the fucking point? Some people are gonna be like, "Well, you know how she is. She's just like she's just perfect. You know, want everything to be perfect." And sometimes I don't think it's want everything to be perfect. It's like we mom and mom used to be like, I'm not trying to walk twice. No, but you know what? You know what I instantly thought of when, when, when you said, when you said that the, 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 to me, it was, I'm not trying to be perfect, but it's like, if, if, if I, I mean, I'm, you, you know, I need to help. Yeah. 
if I need the help, then I'm telling you that I, I don't have this. Yeah. I can't handle this. But I but I gotta I gotta put all of this to the side and be like, what? Yeah. What's the point of you being there if I got to tell you what to do at every moment? But then again, it goes back to that relationship. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you know your partner? And and I and I remember saying to you, she knew what she married. I know. And that's the first thing you said. You're like, she knows what she married. I ain't worrying about she that lady. Start know. this car. Let's get out of she here. She know who she with. <laughs> yeah. Because you also have a newborn, so you had a baby with. <laughs> you know who you with. <laughs> you know who you're with. And I remember, you know, like I remember you saying that. And it's just not for just relationships. We just talk because, you know, you know, we're talking about relationships, but it's the same thing for family, right? Yeah. You know your family. Yep. And you know you can't call certain family members because they're not gonna do anything. They're not gonna do I mean they're not gonna do anything mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Right? They're just not gonna do mm-hmm. anything for you. So that's why another reason why we as minority people don't ask for help. Um, you might have a friend, um, but you know, like we always talk about certain friends mm-hmm. for certain seasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Um and you could, you might have had two friends that you could definitely rely on. Exactly. And but then you might know a lot of people. Exactly. But you still can't rely yeah. on those people. But you can only rely on your two friends. But right. at the same time, you don't want to put that burden on your friend too. They right. got their own life. They have their own thing to do. But you know, by them being your true friend, right. they will drop whatever they drop. Yeah. Like a lot of times, you can rely on your friends more than you can rely on your family. That's true. I agree with that. I wholeheartedly believe in that. Um, there are also times when you can, you know, meet someone in your professional life or your grown up life and they too can become that person that you can really rely on. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like I have this uh, one person that I know at work and, uh, this particular the incident with the with the job and you know I had to oof they pushed me over the edge <laughs> they truly had Always. pushed me over the edge and I I saw that person I saw their door was open and I went to them and I was telling them what was going on the next thing you know I just started boohoo mm-hmm. I mean I was boohooing and to this day that that friend that she's become my mentor you know um i know i said it to her quite a few times and i don't think she really truly understands when i say to her you are my mentor because from that day to this day never has she ever brought it up right and then from time to time when she sees me what's going on <laughs> I love it. You know? Yeah. Uh, she, she is, she's a truly remarkable, you know, uh, the Mexican. Yeah. And it's not too often I get to say that right. about the New Mexican women here. Ouch. I'm but. Clutch my green and red chili. <laughs> clutch my green and red chili. We just lost half of our listeners now. But she is, she is just a remarkable person. Yeah. Really, really, really is. Yeah. And I may have gone to her to ask her for help. I don't know how many times. And the encouragement that she gives me, 
it's just unbelievable. And that's you huge know? for you. It is. That's like huge for you because that's just the kind of, you know, you have always been the person that'd be like, I got it. And you are the person that everyone else comes to. Remember my motto for you for this year was stop, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> Back up, Teresa. Yes, it was. You can't say you can't be a captain save a hoe for I was everybody. Just, gonna say, just tell everybody what you really called me. You can't be a captain save a hoe for everybody. <laughs> I and, think you got that analogy wrong, but okay. No, no, yeah. captain save a hoe. No, I'm not saving a hoe. Mom, well, they behave like hoes at your job, <laughs> and not like in a like sexual way, but their attitudes and the way how they behave is ridiculous. <sighs> but I'm not talking about you, you know. The people that you go you, there to actually work to help, but I'm talking about as your, you know, your coworkers. Like you can't mm-hmm. help everybody and save everybody. Yeah. Um, but it's always good to know that you are able to reach out to someone. Yep. You know, because I know that's hard for you. And asking comes the full circle point of this episode was, it's just hard mm-hmm. to ask for help. It is. It is. I. When you came to me and said, this is, this is what I want to record. And I'm like, you're like boring. Oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> she's like, I don't want to record that I shit. I do not want to record this because I know some kind of way she's gonna. So Teresa. <laughs> like a therapy session. <laughs> Tell people why you don't ask for help. Huh? I, uh, hello. I didn't, I didn't make therapy this week. I don't know. So silly. You didn't make <laughs> therapy this week. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> Um, I did not make therapy this week and I don't, I don't, I don't know. All right. Well, this is consider this your mini. I don't want it. Oh, therapy session. I don't want it. But asking for help just to say to everyone's listening, it's not a bad thing. It's not. It won't make you weak. No, it does not. It won't take away your pride. Uh, No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No, I will not. It means you have to be. It's the word that Teresa wrote down here, vulnerability. Yeah. Right. And that's hard. That's very hard as a minority. Right. As we um, just put a a quote, a little note in there. We're not trained professionals. Mm. We just too. Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me take it back. Kim is not a trained professional. I'm trained, baby. Okay. Kim is not a trained professional. I'm just a chick (laughs) who is messed up and been in all different types of situations. So I'm trained. I got this. One of the things that I read real quick though, from our proactive HM.com says asking for help is important because it protects us from burnout, Mm -hmm. from being overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. helps mental wellness. Okay. Right? Right. Because you don't have to do it alone. Right. Right? Right. Minority women, you can ask for help. Listen, I'm not going to go into tyrant because Teresa's going to panic, but don't worry. We have to be <laughs> like some of our white counterparts. They're not scared to ask for help. Yes, minorities know that. Care.com, no sponsor, was made for to help. And it was made by a white woman, you know, a white person to help. We need to maybe be a little bit more vulnerable like that. Right. Right. Be a little bit more vulnerable. Ain't nobody going to watch my kids. But it's hard for (laughs) us to 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 put that vulnerability out there when we spend so much time of our day trying to protect ourselves because we as minority women 
have the world on our shoulders. Of course. I don't care who you are. You can argue with me all day long. I got some boxing gloves. I'm ready to box. She always is. Yeah, I'm ready ready to to fight. fight. I'm ready to fight because you cannot convince me that minority women carry the weight of the world on our shoulders a white woman can walk in anywhere and she can and and everything is fine we have trained every aspect of every culture to protect this white woman at all costs even if it means losing ourselves we have been trained to do that but nobody comes to the rescue of a minority woman nobody comes to our rescue how are we gonna rescue you guys like nobody comes to our rescue (laughs) y'all need no rescue if we don't have anybody that's going to come to rescue us who the hell are we going to turn to to ask for help answer that america answer that kim well we need to build our own village exactly okay we need to be we need to bring our own village. calm down marcus garvey this one over here <laughs> acting crazy exactly we need to build our own village right so pick someone or persons you trust someone when you say their name or you look at them you're like yo this is the person i could trust right just the same thing as you're gonna pick the person i noticed that some people also like for godparents they just randomly pick anybody I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about the people that actually say, if I die today, will these people really take care of my kids? You know, kind of situation. Um, So I just want you to like, kind of think about that. Pick someone, pick the persons that you can keep around, that you can really trust, that you can say, do you have five minutes? Because sometimes asking for help is not come lift this box, right? Right. It's like, do you have five minutes mm-hmm. to sit down and just listen to, sit to down me and just and sit down and just or just as someone that will allow me to have a free space? Yes. To cry. That's it. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, minority women, we like act like we don't cry, we, but we can't cry, right? No. Nope. The only time we get to cry is maybe when you turn on the shower and the the family's sleeping, mm-hmm. and you know, like a whatever. Um. Just like Mary J. Blige said, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to. You're like, we have to do that, right? Remember when I would cry all the time? My, my mom would be like, stop crying. Yeah. Stop crying. What's she crying for? Like, weak people cry. And we have to get rid of those stigmas, right? right of right. saying that. Um, another thing was like, don't assume people will disappoint you. Yeah. Give them that chance. Now, if they F up, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it is what it is. But don't assume people will disappoint you. Yeah. I can, I can, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And this is coming from people who has been disappointed multiple times by exactly. people. And and that's my thing is I, you know, if you give a person a trance or, you know, a try once or twice now, one, two, three strikes, you're out. Of course. But you know, in my baseball analogy, one, it's, two, you're it's out. Chill for you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Why, why would I go through your third time? Yeah. For you to disappoint me again. Right. But I will ab- absolutely give you that first try I will. you know what i'm saying yeah i i believe in that like you know because things happens things happen you know every and then you got to think about it minority is going to another minority so yeah. another minority is having the same plate of food that you're eating and having to try to juggle split and and figure out how to and uh, you know what i'm saying yeah. and then to come and be like damn it girl i'm so sorry yeah I am so sorry. I just, I, I, I just forgot. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with saying, I'm totally sorry. I couldn't 
you know, make it. I'm totally sorry. I forgot. And giving that person that space to even come to you and say, I, I am sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just remember people genuinely want to help. There's actually people out there who really want to mm-hmm. help you without an agenda. Right. But once again, we as minority women are always looking, you know, our head is always on a swivel. Right. We're never able to look at one way. We're always, our head is always on a swivel. We always right. laugh. And you remember, they always say, does our moms have eyes in the back of their heads? Right. How do they know I'm coming? Right. Right. Because as a minority woman, your head is always on a swivel. Right. But there's still some people out there who genuinely want to help. Yeah. Um, and like we said, asking for help can be something totally s- small as in, do you have five minutes to speak to me? Cause I really just want to vent real quick. Right. Um, and you know, and then that's it. Yeah. So it's just, I feel like it's just one step at a time. And yeah. it's something that I feel as you've gotten older, um, and then going through the world, you would think it would get easier, but it actually becomes harder. It becomes harder. It truly does. It becomes harder. I go back to um that segue when you said that you know you can be acquaintances with multiple people yeah right but then it's always that one or two person that's in your life that is there yeah uh for what you know whenever they come about or came into your life but they are there and it's amazing because that is that one friend that when you call them they're going to drop the world and be like, uh oh, let me come in. Let me come and see about you. Yeah. What's going on? Of course. You know? And I I feel that if we can have as I I I feel that we as minority women sometimes too, that we are that person. Right. You know what I mean? That we are that person that is able to say, Hey man, I got you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you said, I don't ask for help, but when I do, I know I can rely on you. Yeah. I know that you'll be there. If I call you up and I'm having a a moment and I'm calling you and I'm crying, I know you're going to, uh-oh, got to go on break. Be back quick. Click. Yeah. You'll you'll drop a phone call in the middle of a customer. (laughs) My wife needs me. Yeah. Of course. And it's the same thing. Back to you yeah when kim calls and kim says something going on so so sorry you got to go because i gotta get my knee off your back here real quick <laughs> kim's calling but i'm gonna handcuff you in the meantime I'm a, I'm a, i'll be back give me a second <laughs> hold on to this one cuff i got you <laughs> one cuff in the hand one hand on the phone oh. what's up kim i know <laughs> You understand, but right. but we gotta give people that opportunity, like you said, to be there for us. And sometimes, again, it goes back to showing that vulnerability. Right. We all are very busy. We all are juggling so many plates and so many things. But you have to remember, you, no matter how strong you are, you still will need that person to rely on. So that's why I wanted to do this episode because I know it can be hard for us to ask um, for the help, but I just want you to know the space is safe. And even if you want help from me or you want help from T, I always offer our services um, genuinely. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. Because you know? we really do care. Yeah. 
I mean, I took a job where I, I prove every day I care. You do. I care about what happens to folks. I care about, you know, someone's well-being. Yeah. That's genuinely what being a police officer is all about. I know folks say, oh, y'all just like to beat up on folks and throw them handcuffs. Yeah, that's a perk. Y'all stay killing people. That's a perk. Jesus Christ. <laughs> right? That's a perk. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Yeah. But it ultimately is being that that person that is there in your most darkest hour to say, hey, man, I'm here to help you. Yeah. I am here to help you. Right. No matter how small, always ask for help. If you need a few minutes to just breathe, definitely ask for help. So there we go. That's it. We already talked you out of death. But here, before we go, don't forget the most important thing, guys. Here we go. Don't forget to reach out to us if you have any comments, questions, suggestions for topics, Mm -hmm. right? Our email is T-T-E-E at BumpingGumsPodcast.com. Kim, K-I-M at BumpingGumsPodcast.com. Our voicemail, secure voicemail, 978-354-5611. Teresa, our social media. Everybody, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, you name it, she got it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're on all your streaming platforms. So um, Apple, Simplecast, Fa- um, Facebook, um, you know where we at, Stitcher, mm-hmm. Google, iHeartRadio, Podbean, we're everywhere. And if you're like, I can't be bothered with that, mm-hmm. we have our own website. It's bumpinggumspodcast.com. You put that in, all our episodes are right there. You can Mm -hmm. hear our bumping gums mouth. Yes. Um, So we want you guys to listen, subscribe, share, share with your family, share with your friends, share with anybody who needs to hear this episode about asking and needing help yeah we i shared it the other day with a lady that was waxing in my face ain't no shame <laughs> in my game girl i hope you listening and pass it on to that whole town of las lunas i need for them to hear listen but even before we go guys Teresa has a new segment she would love to share with you guys it's a little um it's more fun since yeah. we're so damn deep all the time go ahead t we we're not deep <laughs> No, what what is what is the segment? What is this last segment going to be called? The last segment is called "We Not Deep." (laughs) (laughs) Just playing. (laughs) So I came up with this idea, guys. Our last segue on every episode going forward, we're going to call this the fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. There you go. (laughs) Bingo. Fuck out of here. Oh, boy, Georgie. (laughs) So, our fuck out of here moments is that this is how we're going to end. We're going to come up, each one of us is going to come up with a get the fuck out of here (laughs) moment. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, T. Kim, hit them with your fuck out of here moment. So, my fuck out of here moment today is. Having a disagreement with Teresa because she's saying what the fuck and fuck out of here is the same thing. It's the same thing. Let me have my time. Oh, okay. I'm reclaiming my time. (laughs) If we all know what the fuck 
and fuck out of here is not the same thing. I took five minutes to try to discuss to this woman that is two different things. Fuck out of here means get the fuck out of here. Okay? What the fuck is it? What the fuck? It is two different things. P.S. None of your Christian friends are listening to this. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they're not that Christian. (laughs) (laughs) So my fuck out of here is to Teresa on this first time we're doing it to let you know fuck out of here is different from what the fuck. It's two different things. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Wow. My what the fuck moment is what the fuck, Kim? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining. All right, no, my fuck out of here moment is, hey, hey, I know you guys have seen this lady all over the place. The one with the 69,000 contact lenses in her eyeball. Disgusting. Ma'am, ma'am, I get a piece of eyelash on my eyeball and it drives me insane. (laughs) Okay, I get a a piece piece of lint in my eyeball and I'm trying to tear up my eyeball. Okay, allergy seasons comes around and the pollen is in the air. I'm scratching at the eyeball. Ma'am, how in the hell you fall asleep, wake up and put 69,000 more contact lenses in your eyes? You don't feel that? She didn't feel it. You ain't feel that? Man, fuck out of here with that, man. Get the fuck out of here with that. (laughs) Watching that video was tragic. I stopped watching after the doctor took out number six. I didn't even want to watch it. I, I saw her when the lady, when the dot lift up the eyelid. Yeah. And I said, oh, no, this ain't for me. And I can but fuck out of here with that. I didn't. I left that number six. I think she went to 10 <laughs> contacts because she would fall asleep at her contacts, wake up and put a new one in. And then during the video, she kept telling the provider that she's lying. She doesn't actually Man, have all these contacts. Fuck out of here, lady. Get that's the all. fuck out of here. So that's all I got for you. Anyway. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Join us again for another episode next week of Bumping Gums with T and Kim. I be T. I'm Kim, the normal one. Mm. We love you guys. All right, us. We'll talk to y'all soon. Okay, bye.